every time you get a chance to witness this scene, you feel lucky. Nothing like it. Man, this is what it's all about. This is what college football is all about. I've, I've said this is the best scene in the country. Welcome back to Whiteout <laughs> Weekly, where we are celebrating another glorious Penn State victory week. And also, if you can't tell by my attire, the funeral of the <laughs> Ohio State Buckeyes. I feel like I don't deserve to wear this because I did contradict myself so hard <laughs> on that flip-flop. For but your own funeral. You have, to, you have to respect. You have to respect Ohio State. They gave it their all. It's over. It's over for them. College football playoff, kiss and goodbye. I mean, we still have to go into the horseshoe, win that game. But the way their defense looks on Saturday was atrocious. Yeah. I mean, it was like mad, man. Moorhead was calling the same three or four plays. And then he was just rolling with it. Four verts, stick and nod, and they had their way. Yeah. Completely owned them. So we won Oregon total 358 yards against fresno state and then against ohio state they put up 505 total yards and not like someone threw for 400 or 350 it was 236 through the air and 239 rushing so very balanced attack meaning ohio state's defense a little vulnerable Mm -hmm. very vulnerable and now that the schedule is starting to come to uh at columbus i'm feeling a little better a lot, of, a lot of young, unproven guys, and they're, they're not proving it yet. So, Not at all. Looking and, good. Uh, I think the big thing came down to Oregon Ducks, zero turnovers in that game. Yeah. Huge. I mean, care of the rock. We've yeah. been saying that I think every podcast, turnovers is the name of the game in, in college football. For sure. So let's move on to the Penn State domination that took place on Saturday, which we kind of both called over uh, Ball State. Would love to hear your thoughts on it as I was not able to watch the full game. Yeah, uh, stress-free Saturday from a Penn State perspective. Uh, It was nice to see the Lions take care of an opponent that they should have taken care of. Uh, Got some Taquan Roberson action late. Uh, got the tight ends involved. Got my boy Theo involved late in the game. Yeah, boy. Uh, so, you know, offense looked solid. Um, saw continued improvement from, from week one in Madison, uh, which is what you want to see. Uh, got some other position, got some other position groups involved, uh, still ways to go, but you know, the trajectory has continued upward, which is, which is all you can ask for here in week two. So, yeah, yeah, it was a good game. Those first and second drives were like everything that we've dreamt about the Mike Gertrick offense, air raid offense being just easy passes yeah. for Clifford, getting up comfortable, up tempo, just watch the offense work. And yeah, that one first thing drive, yeah, that first drive, 12, 13 plays, chewing up seven minutes, going down the field, yeah, pounding it in the end zone. It, it was good. It was good to see. 
offense working to perfection. The one thing that really stood out in the time I was able to watch was um, that second drive, um, Clifford's sideline throw to uh, Kevon Lee. Mm-hmm. That was just a beautiful ball, beautiful catch. And that was when I knew that Clifford was in his zone. He was comfortable. He got his easy throws in. He knew he had his confidence. And then look at the throws he can make once he has his confidence and is able to kind of adjust and play the way he's able to play. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to see Lee, you know, get a little bit involved with the pass game as well. He surprisingly had a, a number of catches last year. Um, so we'll see if they continue that way. You know, Kane's obviously been involved with the pass game. Devin mm-hmm. Ford has. So, um, you know, you don't think of Lee, you know, with his, you know, uh, you know, power back mentality of him being involved in the past game. But the more they get those guys involved, the more touches they get, um, you know, and you saw it against Ball State, you know, they just overpowered them. So, you know, it was easier. Uh, you know, they took care of business. But, you know, as we get, you know, into this week and the Big Ten schedule is at looms, you know, it would be interesting to see if they keep that as part of the, part of the offense. Speaking of running backs, what is up with uh, Jordan Lovett? Yeah, didn't dress again. Uh, him along with Keaton Ellis on the defensive side of the ball uh, doesn't appear to be any uh, injury, you know, concerns or injury related. Um, you know, you know how Franklin is, he's tight knit with giving any, you know, extracurricular info. So, you know, don't know whether it's, you know, off the field issue or practice issue. Yeah, it doesn't know the They didn't, didn't travel to Madison. Again, they were in, you know, Jersey and, and, pants you know on the sideline no pads um so we'll see what happens this weekend um but you know they got some other guys involved so you know yeah. wouldn't hurt to get those guys in the loop and get them some reps yeah um, but it's definitely the interesting running game. running game has just been struggling all year yeah. pretty much yeah um so let's go on to your one name all game selection for the ball state game yeah, so for, uh, you know, for me, I think there's some obvious choices, but, you know, I'm going to lean back on my my impact player, a player to watch out for at the start of the year. Um, Curtis Jacobs looked a lot better this week, uh, you know, playing at home, playing in front of the fans in Madison. He, him and Smith looked a bit timid, um, you know, not really playing as tenacious as they're known to be or as they're, they should be, you know, especially with their four and five star ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he only had two tackles on the stat sheet. I think he had one tackle for a loss, but you know, he was, he was tenacious out there flying around, plugging some gaps, um, recovered nicely, you know, on some, on some miscues that he had. Um, so interesting, you know, interested to see him continue that, especially this week, you know, in a hostile environment at home. Um, you know, he's going to have to be flying around with that SEC speed. Um, so looking to continue to, you know, see some growth from him. We're, we're going to need him and the rest of the linebackers to have a humongous game against yeah. that Auburn rushing attack. That is huge. Um, yeah, they, they held ball, you know, ball state from the Mac, you know, held them in check, but you know, this, you know, Auburn SEC speed, those recruits, um, although unproven, you know, they're, they're still high caliber, you know, high caliber talent. So they're going to have Any to Any SEC offensive line is going to be test. Yeah. So mine's kind of a little bit of an underrated pick. It's uh, Juice Scrubs, who we okay. kind of uh, not ripped on, but just said he needs to improve, which he did. In week one, he had 40 pass blocks pass block attempts and he allowed three QB hurries and finished with a pass block rate of 58.9, which is not good. Yeah. 
last Saturday, he played 80 snaps, which was a team high, 15 snaps at center, 65 at right guard. He had 39 pass block snaps, zero pressures allowed, zero penalties committed, and a team high 85.7 pass block grade. So in PFF terms, he went from a 58.9, which is considered replaceable, to an 85.7, which it's NFL terms, but a pro bowler in just one week. So hats off the juice for grinding and keep working and not letting that first week affect you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the offensive line, uh, they showed again, just another group that showed continued improvement, still more to be, to be seen from that group, especially For this sure. this week, you know, um, now we're going to obviously unveil a lot this week, but um, you know, some positions that solidified it, you saw it left guard, Eric Wilson got the start this week. Um, you know, uh, was pretty solid. Harvard, didn't, right? Yeah. D- yeah. Uh, didn't, got didn't see Anthony Wigan at all. Didn't see uh, Wigan didn't get in the game. Uh but so, you know, Wilson seems to have that position solidified. Um, and then they move some folks, you know, some guys around in the second half, again, some different reps in some different spots. Um, but, you know, line continuing to gel. So, you know, definitely going to be a focal point for this week. Because we're on the line, uh, the offensive line. I'm just going to move right on to the needs to be improved for me. Mm-hmm. It's Caden uh, Wallace last week against Ball State, mind you. He on 36 pass block snaps, he allowed one sack, one QB hit. On the season, he's now given up two sacks, two QB hits, three QB hurries. And against Wisconsin, he had an almost impossible 24.4 pass block rate, which mm. just cannot happen against Auburn's front seven. Like, nah, he cannot nah. have that type of performance at all. No one on the offensive line can. Yeah, yeah not good especially with all that hype that he was getting, you know, preseason. Exactly. Uh, Got to see him live up to it. So uh, for you, uh, needs to be improved. Who you got? I mean, I'll, we'll touch on it later. No, I think the obvious one, it's going to be a week in, week out thing is the quarterback play. Um, yep. Again, continued improvement for Clifford, but, um, you know, still left some throws out there. And, you know, like I said, we'll touch on it later. But, um, you know, I think he's definitely one to name. The tight end group, uh, still only three – did get some catches on the board this week, you know, had zero in Madison, had three on the board this week, a touchdown from Theo uh, late in the game uh, from Roberson, uh, but still only three catches. And with the height that that room was getting, um, looking to see more, don't know if it's a scheme thing, if it's, they're not getting separation, uh, but would love to see those guys get, you know, more involved this week, uh, both him and strange um, to be, you know, key cogs of this offense and be a key release valve, you know, for Clifford, be able to get some com- uh, you know, get some rhythm, get some completions. Yeah, did, um, did Brendan yeah. Strange even have a catch? He, one, he had one. Had, he had one. Had, yeah, one catch. And I think Theo had two, two for yeah. 20 and the touchdown. I mean, but with the way the wide receivers are playing, I think it's all right that they're not, you know, breaking through right. the season so far. Yeah. All right, so before we move on to the huge preview against number 22, Auburn, I got a little trivia question. Oh, all right. Going to be called Stump the Bear, <laughs> a.k.a. the Croatian Bear, Dave Barron. I'm ready, so, baby. For these trivia questions, we're going to go back and forth um, each week. It's going to be from Penn State 2000 to 2010 because there's just way too much history to cover, and we would probably get every single question wrong. Do I get a phone a friend? 
you can get a phone. Like, you can get a phone a friend, and you can get a uh, extra hint. Oh, okay. But you, you only one of them. If you phone a friend or extra hint. Okay. Got it. All right. So in 2008, this Penn State defensive end led the Big Ten with 12 sacks in his sophomore season, ultimately being drafted number 11 in the 2009 draft by the Buffalo Bills. Who is this player? Uh, oh, I, I got Aaron Mabin. Correct. Very good. <laughs> I was about to throw Let's you a go, softball baby. with a uh, Tom Ali two years earlier, but I was like, you know what? Let's test him. One and over the bear. Very good. <laughs> I think the Bills gave it away. I think if you left the NFL, yeah. I, I might have struggled. A little hint in the question. You yeah. know, got to get the got to get I the mind rolling it. a little bit. <laughs> but very good, man. Well done. Unfortunately, it didn't pan out in the pros. I think he lasted maybe three years. If yeah, that. I think he moved to linebacker and just never, never really fit in. Yeah. It is officially the first whiteout of the year as Penn Woo! State hosts number 22 Auburn at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. And unfortunately, Dave and I will be in a completely different circumstances. He will be at the game. I will be basically living a 2000s Bud Light commercial where I'm the groomsman at a wedding. I have to be there at 11 o'clock. Um, ceremony starts at 4, games at 7.30, so I'm just going to be checking my phone 24-7, sneaking in bets. You'll be that all, guy in the corner all the checking, the, checking the TV or checking your phone. Yeah, have a little AirPod, maybe like <laughs> covered up my ear while I'm, while I'm standing up there. I don't know. Who knows? We'll think of something. <laughs> so um the line for this game opened at penn state minus seven and a half and now over 50 percent of the tickets are on auburn and over 50 percent of the money is on auburn so the line moved down to penn state minus six as of tuesday recording this so i'm gonna take penn state minus six all fucking day mm-hmm. hell yeah baby hey so you're on the same train yeah uh, I, I like that play. You know, I think they win by touchdown. I think this game's close, um, but I think, you know, I think it's by – the the winner takes by at least a touchdown. It's going to be the Lions. Um, I think the first half under could be a play as well. Uh, yes. I think right now it's that's set a, at 20, that's a great call. 26 and a half. Uh, so I, I think I'm going to be all over that under, um, you know, in the first half. I think it's going to be a struggle. Um two very talented defenses, um, both offenses trying to keep some momentum going. Um, so I think it'll be a slugfest. Could open up in the second half, but I like that first half under. But by the way, we I'd are, buy a touchdown uh, on we're undefeated betting Penn State game, like our little Penn State props. Right. So uh, under 26 and a half first, first half line, love it. Penn State yeah. minus six, a little shaky. I mm-hmm. would have liked I can see them winning by a field goal, but I'm taking my six. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the over under is 53. Give me that under all yeah. day. Yeah. Auburn's going to bleed the clock with their running game. Penn State might have some uh, mishaps, some trip ups on offense. So give me that under all day, too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go over our opponent, the number 22 ranked Auburn Tigers. Their offense is run, 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 run. And then Bo Nix play action bombs off that. So through two weeks, they've thrown the ball only 46 times and rushed it 71 times. 
huge differential, but I don't blame them at all because they have possibly the best two-headed monster running backs in the entire NCAA. Uh, the first guy is Tank Bigsby, who sounds like the final boss of running backs, basically. <laughs> and he's called Tank for a reason. He's six foot, 208 pounds, sophomore. You need a gang of tacklers to break him down. That's where we're talking about the linebackers coming into play. They got a swarm for the ball. He's averaging 10 yards per carry on 24 attempts and is also ranked 30th in the nation in yak yards with 126. So he got to be careful when Tank gets the ball. Another running back, the two head, the two part of the two headed monster is a freshman who just burst onto the scene named Yarquez Hunter. He's 5'10", another bowling ball, 202-pound freshman from Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Mississippi. Uh, wrong Mississippi. <laughs> no cheesesteak um, on that. Yeah, another extremely tough guy to bring down. You can't just bring him down with one guy. You got to swarm him. But he also adds the element of a pass-catching pass back, which is um, dangerous for the Penn State defense. So he's averaging 15.1 yards per carry on 17 attempts and has 15.1 yards per carry is just out of control. Yeah. And um, he's, yeah, he's assumed the running back two spot uh, for sure throughout the two weeks. They both rushed for over 100 yards in their first uh, two games, which have been sort of cupcake games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. First week they played Akron, which very well could be the worst team in college football. Uh, Auburn handled them I think it was 60 to 10 and then Temple just blew them out I think by three scores this past week Uh, well transit property there they're not good yeah and then last week watched a little bit of them against Alabama State Um, to your point I think they've been holding Bigsby back a little bit you know maybe it's prepping for this game maybe it's just holding them for the long haul you know he he very easily could have had 300 yards last week Um, you know same thing with uh, you know with Hunter uh, but yeah, you know, Bo Nix, third year, uh, Auburn fans are probably singing a similar what's good, tune. What's good with Bo Nix? Like I've heard he's, he's been shits for three years. Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of hype behind him his true freshman year, uh, you know, but his, uh, you know, kind of claim to fame is that he struggles on the road. Um, and again, doesn't bode well for him, you know, coming into a hostile environment like the whiteout and happy Valley. Uh, you know, S- been reading SEC fans all week saying, you know, this is nothing, you know, SEC environments, um, you know, they see it on a week in, week out basis. But, you know, the whiteouts, it's a different piece. I don't think Bo Nix has seen a whiteout It's a different animal. Uh, yeah. But, you know, to in regards to Bo, you know, they've, they've been – Auburn fans been singing along the same tune that we have with Clifford. Um, you know, it's looking for consistency, you know, improvement. Uh, opened up the year against Akron, went 20 for 22, you know, looked pretty decent. But then last week against an Alabama State team, uh, you know, an FCS team, went nine for 17, uh, less than 150 yards. Um, so carrying that momentum into this game, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting with our secondary. Uh, you know, they're wide outs. They got, you know, one kind of tenured, I guess you'd call him a vet, Demetrius Robinson. Uh, uh, who's UGA grad transfer. Yeah, started at Cal, uh, then transferred to UGA. Um, Penn, was in kind of Penn State's wheelhouse, thought he was going to come here, um, but then ended up at Auburn. A um, lot of unproven guys, you know, at Whiteout. 
or at, at wide out rather. Um, so, you know, a lot of inconsistencies, in, inconsistencies from Bo. Um, so we'll see how we bows in this environment, but, um, you know, uh, a lot to be desired there. The quarterback. Yeah. Position. Robertson last week had three total touchdowns, two receiving one rushing again against a cupcake opponent. But yeah. Um, let's talk about their defense because we know we have to stop the run in order to stop their offense, put the ball in Bo Nix's hands, make him make plays, make him make throws. But the defense, how do we get past this defense? Yeah, so for them, whereas our, you know, secondary is our strength, their their front seven is the strength. They're big, they're nasty. Uh, they run a three-four scheme, uh, which we'll get in. They got a new defensive coordinator, Derek Mason, uh, former head coach from Vanderbilt, uh, who had some success there. He was kind of the architect of the 3-4 scheme when he was at Stanford. Um, he had a four-year run there. So he's bringing that to Auburn. Uh, you know, had a lot of guys that are no longer with the program um, that they were counting on, but still a lot of high-caliber talent there. Um, some stud, stud linebackers. Linebacking core, yeah. A uh, couple of seniors, Kobe McLean. Um, you know, he's big, led the team in tackles last year. Chandler Wooten's another guy. Uh, from what I've, you know, kind of researched is you got about three guys at least in that linebacking core that'll be playing on Sundays. Oh, for um, sure. I think Zacob McLean's already like penned as like a day two, possibly late day one pick. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think you got a front seven, especially for us, you know, with a running game that's still somewhat unproven despite mm-hmm. the talent. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how we scheme, you know, what blocking schemes Gertrich kind of throws in there. Uh, along with Coach Troutland to see to kind of, you know, open up some holes for them because uh, it's going to be a different animal. You know, they got a little bit of a test in week one uh, with Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. But again, you know, that SEC front seven, um, you see a lot of those guys end up playing on Sunday. So it'll it'll be a test for sure. Talk about SEC front seven. They also have a UAB grad transfer, number 90, Tony Fair, who plays mm-hmm. that rare nose tackle position in the 3-4 uh, defense. He's 6-1. 330 pounds. Ooh. So tough, Big boy. tough guy to move. The heaviest offensive lineman we have on the interior. Uh, Scrubs, right guard, he's 307. Uh, Eric Wilson's 307. And Mike Miranda's 298. Going yeah. up against a guy who's about 20 plus pounds heavier than him. Them. So <laughs> he's okay. going to be a big body to move in the run game, which it is almost a good thing because the run game has sucked. Yeah. So, like, we're not going to be able to run the ball. You have to at least try to establish it to open up the passing game. But, like, we don't need to run the ball to be successful in this game, I don't think. But the other thing I am worried about is we've relied heavily on, like, screens, bubble screens, uh, swing passes – but they have some hard-hitting secondary members. Uh, senior Roger McCreary, uh, Nehemiah Pritchard, who's a junior, and one of the coolest names in college football at safety, rocking number 21, named Smoke Monday. <laughs> so watch out for him uh, on Saturday. Uh, Smoke Monday, baby. But they, oh, any, screen pla- any screen pass, any bubble screen, they're flying to the ball like you're you're gonna need some solid blocking on the outside in order to to break one of those against those guys yeah yeah it's gonna be a tough test for sure all right so after all this talk how do we win against Auburn on saturday 
I think really, first of all, it's going to come down to the quarterback play. Uh, you know, Clifford through two games hasn't turned the rock over, uh, which has been huge. Uh, he's been steady. Uh, last week, 20 and 29, 230 yards. Uh, just the one score, but again, no turnovers. Um, got a little bit going with the rushing game. You know, he's going to have to, you know, create some time for himself and know when to, you know, when to use his legs. Uh, but I think the big thing here, he's going to have to throw some guys open. Um, you know, he's had some shots down the field, even last week that he missed. He missed Keandre Lambert Smith. Uh, he had a, he had a, you know, wheel route to Noah K and then he missed on. Um, and like I said, that 10, he had about a 10 yard out to Keandre that he missed, uh, missed another one to Dotson. Um, so I don't think you're going to see a lot of, um, maybe with Dotson, you will, where he breaks one and he's just wide open, but Clifford's going to have to put the ball on the money. There's 10 yard um, outs. He's, he's going to have to throw guys those. open, um, yeah. which he hasn't done yet. Yeah. Like right so, when they break, ball's got to be there. Yeah. So he's going to have to do that for sure. Um, so we'll, we'll see, you know, I hope he's ready. Um, and I hope, you know, we can't give this, you know, Auburn team extra chances on offense. Um, you know, I think you'll see Bo Nick struggle a little bit as well, but you can't give him additional opportunities uh, while taking away points from ourselves. Um, so I, I, it's going to come down to quarterback play. That's going to be the same whole tune every single week. Uh, but, you know, st still only in week three. Um, have seen steady improvement, um, but we'll see. It. We'll learn a lot here about, you know, Clifford's growth. Yeah, and going on with that quarterback play, Auburn's going to, blitz the shit out of him yeah. so being able to recognize his blitzes kind of align his backs maybe a tight end is a pass protection where you can get that extra second get the ball off is going to be huge because so far i have not seen him really pick up like recognize a blitz and pick it up mm -hmm. in game so far yeah so i think that'll be huge but i think there is a hole in this auburn team it's crazy as it sounds i think it's their secondary um mm -hmm. Last week against Jackson State's best receiver, Jeremiah Hickson, he caught four balls on six targets for 46 yards, including a 22-yard gainer against their number one quarterback, um, Creary, where he actually shook him. And mm -hmm. this is a Jacksonville State talent guy. Mm -hmm. um, and the game before that against Akron, their top receiver, Michael Matheson, had seven catches on eight targets for 68 yards. So, again, some soft competition putting up solid numbers against the secondary. So, I think they might be shell-shocked when they see the trio of Dotson, Washington, Lambert Smith, and all their speed for the first time seeing, like, true competition in the season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the talent's there. You know, he's just got to put the ball on the money. And, like I said, he's, he's going to have to throw them open. So, um, you know, we'll see. But, you know, I, ho I hope he shows up. I think another big – key factor for Penn State is we've been in the dogfight before. Week one, we we went through the baptism by fire. We went through it. We've been through the adversity, whereas Auburn's just kind of cakewalking this game. So if it comes down to that gritty fourth quarter, who wants it more? I think Penn State has the experience in the world to uh to pull this one out. Yeah. I mean you look at our first two opponents, you know, um, you know, I was looking at it was an ESPN statistic um called it SP plus, which is a combo of you know, total offense versus adjusted um, opponent level. Um, Ball State and Wisconsin were both in the top 50 last year, and we held them to 23 points combined, um, you this know, which defense, is huge. This defense is for real, for real. Yeah. This is one of the best defenses I've seen Penn State have in a long, long time. 
Yeah. And, you know, they're going to have to come up big again, you know, in some key spots this weekend. Um, but so far they've lived up to the test. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see if they do it again, but you know, I, I think they will. It is week three of the big 10 betting bonanza. And as it currently stands, Dave and I are tied. Dave had a huge swing for the fences with a Buffalo <laughs> money line plus 13 and a half. And guess what? They didn't even cover the spread. <laughs> so you both you finished. Scored touchdown. No, you, you they even finished, scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I think it was 26-3, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was nervous. I was nervous, actually. Yeah. And, and, they hung around for a little bit, maybe the first quarter. So you ended up actually with a point going 2-1. I ended up with negative one points with the Iowa State, Iowa over, missing by two fucking points. <laughs> <laughs> and that just that just dumb brained Ohio State switch. Like, well, yeah. why did I do that? I called it week one. I was like, Oregon might be the upset. And then uh-huh. dumb back comes in, like, oh, Ohio State looked good. Final 14. <laughs> Lost that one. <laughs> so we're tied at two right now. Heading into week three. Um, I'm going to go with the honors and go first. This is a Friday game. Um, I'm picking Maryland minus seven and a half at Illinois. I bet on Illinois last week and I tweeted it. I said my imaginary nephew's flag football team could probably put up 20 plus points on this Illinois defense. They are so <laughs> fucking bad. It's insane. Like anytime Virginia got the ball, it's just boom, 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 boom down the field. So I think Talia Tagovailoa is going to absolutely destroy this defense he's thrown for 303 yards and three touchdowns per game so far so i think this one's a lot i might even push it up to like maryland minus 10 or something like that get some some juice oh the alternate line i like that mm-hmm. so funny enough, funny enough i'm telling you on this one i got maryland minus seven and a half all uh, right then not too up close but you know that bielema experiment in year one he doesn't have the talent that he needs um to kind of turn that program around at all and like you said, uh, you know, flag football team or, you know, especially Maryland, they're, they're going to cover that spread. Yeah, I think they're going to absolutely smoke them. Uh, so for my second pick, I was just going through the lines and I saw Indiana or Cincinnati number eight at Indiana. And the line was Indiana plus three and a half. And I was like, what the hell is going on there? How, yeah, number 18 against Indiana three and a half. So that was just the most suspect spread of all time. I'm taking Indiana plus three and a half. Actually, I'm taking Indiana money line. Ooh! Indiana money line. Give it to me. Since he's going down. Since he's going down. It makes no sense. Three and a half points. Yeah, like, does Cincinnati lose somebody? Might not update on the injury report. Like, Nah, Vegas, Vegas knows, man. Yeah, Michael Penix Jr. Going to lead me to victory. <laughs> Uh, all right, so for me, number two, I am going – I'm going to go with the Sooners, minus 13 first half against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Ooh, a little first half action. A little first half action. Uh, Wait, they're minus see, 13 first half. Minus 13 first half. I'm going to write that separately for a bit. That's a, uh, that's a lot. Yeah, I think, I think Nebraska's garbage. I think, you know, this is a 
nationally televised game on Fox, you know, trying to make something of it. I think Oklahoma takes care of it. I should have done more research. That's a fucking great, great bet. Yeah. Dang. All right. Uh, My last one, I need to look up the spread on this. I apologize. Um, I had that money line, but I don't want that money line anymore. I'm going to go with Michigan State plus six and a half at number 24, Miami. Um, last week, Miami won 25 to 23 over App State. You know what? I'm switching this bet entirely now that I'm again. I'm taking Miami minus six and a half over Michigan State because Miami only won 25 to 23 against App State. I think they're going to come out on fire and just completely rock Michigan State. So put me down Miami minus six and a half. I hope so King's going to flash that Heisman potential. Huh? I hope that doesn't turn into another Kirby. <laughs> so Miami six and a half. Hey, it's just good content. We'll take right. it. Just to go over my three, I have Maryland minus seven and a half at Illinois. Indiana money line versus Cincinnati. Number eight, Cincinnati somehow. Uh, and Miami minus six and a half versus Michigan State. Dave, your third. So I'm going to do a whiteout weekly first in honor of this great weekend. I am including the Knits okay. in my Big Ten Bonanza pick. I am going Knits minus six Here in the go. whiteout. Down goes War Eagle. I don't know if it's – you got horns down, War Eagle down. Knits <laughs> minus six, baby. They're, They're going down. They're going you down. You think visors are cool? <laughs> All right, I love it. Love the pick. Let's love go, the baby. Pick. Um, all right, so for you, you have your first pick was Maryland minus seven at Illinois as well. Um, a very, very heady second bet in Oklahoma, first half minus 13 at Nebraska. I think that's going to hit. And Penn State minus six, first yeah, right out of the season. Let's Ooh, go. Sweet victory. Dave, I'm so jealous of you because I'll be living the complete opposite life, Penn State life of you. <laughs> You'll be at the game. I'll be at a wedding just watching game cast on my phone. But uh, have tons of fun, buddy. I'm Hello, so, man. I got to make sure I make it you. to that kickoff time. It's late kickoff. I got I to gotta pace myself. And the late kick. Like, you <sighs> couldn't ask for anything better, man. Couldn't ask for anything better. Very jealous of you. Yeah, it's going to be good. Let's go state this weekend. Go state, Tigers. Let's go. War Eagle down. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching and tuning in to Whiteout Weekly. We will be back every week with more Penn State news and information. And once again, I cannot thank you enough for spending your time with us. Luigi, signing out. See you guys.